man may not be on the top of his form, but he can still make himself useful. Well, welcome everybody to episode number two of the Roto Pastor Podcast. Uh, my name's Sean, and I am sitting here on a Monday morning. I forgot to open my LaCroix. Probably should have done that before we started recording, so here we go. One, two, three. Uh, I got a LaCroix. I'm sitting here at my desk in my office at the church. I got my Felix Hernandez bobblehead uh, that I just got this weekend from um, one of our dear, uh, her name is Pastor Bonnie, and uh, she passed away, and we helped clean out her house this weekend, and her kids let me have uh, her Felix Hernandez bobblehead that she had in the living room. So I'm sitting here, uh, LaCroix in hand, uh, a Monday morning, low-key, Felix with me. And uh, excited to uh, talk a little bit of baseball with you. I do. This one's going to have to go quick, which is crazy because we have a full weekend to recap. Uh, But I am supposed to, in like 20 minutes, go take my boys. Uh, We are going to see... uh, What are we going to see? We're going to see Sonic the Hedgehog, the second uh, two, uh, which just came out this weekend. And uh, uh, for my uh, little kindergartner, Tanner, this will be, I think, his third movie. And he's a pro, loves it. Uh, Looking forward to the popcorn and the candy. Uh, but for Parker, who's three, this is the first movie, so we'll see. We'll see how it goes. Uh, I I may be hurrying up to go to a movie, and he sits through ten minutes of it, and we head home. So we'll see. I'll let you know. Um, just a little bit in terms of kind of the logistics of this week. Uh, I am Sean. I'm a pastor, thus the Roto Pastor. Uh, that's the name. Uh, but this is a busy week. If you're if you're not connected to the church world. Uh, First of all, I'm jealous because that means you get to have brunch on Sundays and watch football. Uh, but this, for those who do know uh, church church world stuff, uh, this is what we call Holy Week. It's kind of the lead up to Easter and and Good Friday and all that. And so, uh, in our and in, in the way we do things, it's just crazy. And there's lots of stuff. And we've added to that crazy with some work we're doing in our building and restoring some old floors from the early 1900s, uh, from like 1913 or something. So just a busy, busy week. So. Uh, in terms of kind of the content this week, I will do a show, obviously, today, uh, if you're listening. Uh, I will do another one Wednesday, and I'll do one Friday, uh, but we'll not have uh, shows on Tuesday and Thursday this week. So that just kind of is how things will go. Uh, but without further ado, let's uh, let's take a sip of LaCroix and then get started with the top 10 storylines, uh, as, as at least I see them, uh, from the weekend. Number 10. And I am really bitter about this one. Uh, number ten is is Seiya Suzuki, and I hope I hope I'm pronouncing that right. Um, and let me tell you a little bit why I'm bitter. I uh, I'm in one of my dynasty leagues. Uh, we play on Fantrax 2020 uh, is what it's called, and uh, it's a 15 team roto league on base percentage. Uh, yeah, I I I didn't have a great team last year. And uh, so I, I decided to do a quick rebuild, and uh, I somehow managed to get it's, it's there's a bit of a draft lottery to it, but I managed to get say a Suzuki or no, I didn't get say a Suzuki. I got the first pick in the first year player draft, which 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 had there not been a lockout, uh, he would have been uh, available to be picked, and I would have taken him number one. Um, but in that dynasty league, the rule is in the first year player draft, you can only pick people who have already signed a contract. And given there was a lockout, he had yet to sign a contract. And so I missed out on him and I, I'm really mad. I just like, this is a league. I I've made a lot of moves and I'm trying to, to actually jump into competition this year. In fact, I just traded Adley Rutschman in a big deal for, uh, for Mookie Betts, which I'll probably regret in two years, but, uh, 
but I wouldn't have had to make that deal had I got Sayuzuki. But anyway, I, I digress. Uh, yesterday, Sunday, he was one for three. First home run, uh, had a run, three RBIs. Uh, but on the season so far, I mean, I know this is overreaction time, but he's hitting 375. Uh, he's got a 538 uh, OBP, and I'm just really bummed I didn't get him. He looks good. He looks the part. Uh, and I'm not going to try and trade, or I'm not going to try and send offers to trade for him now because uh, there's just no chance uh, at this point. Uh, people are locked in, and uh, Suzuki looks to be good, and uh, uh, I will be uh, jealous the whole year. Uh, number nine, a guy I do have, a guy I traded for, uh, the young kid, Wander Franco. I uh, In another league I'm in, uh, I traded, uh, it was about I think three years ago, I traded Mike Trout uh, for uh, Vladdy Daddy, Vlad Guerrero, and Wander Franco, and Jesus Lazardo. And boy, if if the Marlins can turn Lazardo around, that trade's going to look good. But Wander is looking good already. Uh, yesterday, three for four, uh, a double, a run, two RBIs, a stolen base. Uh, he's hitting 545 so far this year. Again, way too early to be saying those numbers. Probably doesn't mean anything yet, but the kid is 21 years old. Uh, I have him, I have him rostered. I, this, this is a league I have him. I have, uh, I have Juan Soto. I have Vlad. I have Julio Rodriguez. Uh, I don't have the pitching yet, but I do have Glass now in May. Uh, who are so hopefully next year is, is kind of my target window to open everything up. Um, so that league better stay around. But Wander Franco is looking good. Uh, the Rays look like they got a good one, and uh, it's like the understatement of the year. That's why you come to the Roto Pastor podcast to hear under uh, to hear uh, no brainer statements like that. Number eight, number eight, my boy Robbie Ray, Mariners. Robbie Ray signed him in the off season. If you're if you're uh, like I live in Seattle, uh, some of the talk on the local radio teams is is uh, disappointment that the Mariners didn't spend more. And I, I guess I kind of get that, but uh, I think there's a flip side when you look at kind of what they're building and trying to do it the right way and their farm system and wanting to have money left over to uh, sign the guys as they uh, as they grow. And uh, and they did spend a little. They got Robbie Ray, uh, and and they traded. They made the the Jesse Winker trade. But Robbie Ray, seven innings pitched, uh, one earned run, uh, five Ks. At, at you know, would love to see a few more. But hey, he got seven innings pitched his first time through. Seventeen whiffs. Um, there was. I mean, we'll we'll talk a little bit about this. But there was some uh, uh, talk of maybe his velocity being down a bit from last year. Um, but all in all. I mean, it was a good first start, and and Robbie Ray is looking good, and and he's looking like the ace the Mariners wanted, the ace I I need on my team. Uh, I think I have him in two leagues now. So Robbie Ray, we like it, we like it a lot. Uh, number seven, one of the concerns of the off season. I think one of the guys that if you if you follow the rankings of the off season, he just dropped everywhere. Uh, he, and, and he didn't even just drop in the fantasy uh, industry. He dropped with his own team. The White Sox didn't even extend him a qualifying offer, so he hit the free agent market. But Carlos Rodon, uh, he, five innings pitched, gave up an earned run, but 12 Ks. Oh, my goodness. Uh, his I, there was The talk of last year was that his velocity had taken a jump, and that was really, really exciting. I think it was... I mean, it was mid-90s, but I think it was kind of averaging 95. And so uh, then some of the concern storyline-wise last year towards the end was that, that uh, the average on that fastball had dipped and, and there was some concern with his arm. Uh, well, 
so far so good. He was he was averaging 97 yesterday on the fastball. Come on, uh, 24 whips whiffs. Uh, it's crazy. It's crazy. But for those who had the patience to stick with Rodon, I mean, we're one start in. Uh, but it's looking good, and you gotta love that he's with the Giants. I mean, they're just they're doing magic with their pitchers, it would appear. And uh, I'm on it. I I don't have him. <laughs> I'd love to acquire him. If anyone listens to this, other than my mom, my grandma, so far, and uh, you have Carlos Rodon in a league we play in, and you would like to trade him to me, I would love to get uh, some shares. I'd love to roster him. He's looking really, 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 really good. Sip of the Lacroix, real quick. Number six. Number six, how are we doing time? Oh, we got to go quicker. Oh, we got to go quicker. And my iPad only has 9% battery, so we got we to gotta speed this puppy up. Uh, you all out there have to listen faster, apparently. Uh, Kyle Wright, uh, you got to put him down, right? Uh, 26, year old, 26 years old, former, uh, former prospect that was really thought of. If you go back to, uh, I mean, if you go back to like 2018, where Aquino uh, um, was the top prospect in the Braves, uh, organization there was in prospect list he Kyle Wright was often the next guy or he was certainly up there uh, but he uh, has not looked good uh, but he certainly looked good this weekend six innings pitch zero on, zero on runs two hits uh, 12 whiffs um, I mean it makes you take a step back right I, I know it's this is overreaction time it's the first start of the season so he, he could very well he could very well blow up and, uh, and create space for Spencer Strider or or maybe he's finally tapping into some of that, uh, that some of the talk of what he could have been when he came out of Vanderbilt, which which for some was like this could be a near ace, uh, high upside number two or something. Uh, so it's I, I guess at least worth paying attention to. Um, I know I there was a, we're in a league. Uh, one of my friends Brian uh, had him in his minors, which in that league is essentially you can steal. Uh, people uh who are in your minors and and he this weekend moved Kyle Wright to his main roster so we'll see Kyle Wright good good first start of the season at the very least number five halfway through Stephen Kwan uh, on Sunday five five for five he had two doubles uh and, and that's just that's Sunday on Saturday he was two for three with a double uh this one I'm mad at because I, I clearly remember in several first year player drafts uh, that he was available with late picks. And I just, I remember laughing like this guy is not a thing. Um, so as I was looking at his stats today, I went back uh, one of the, one of the places I follow a lot is uh, Rich Wilson and, and, and uh, prospect 361. So I went back to look at uh, uh, Rich's, uh, I play in a league with Rich. Uh, I thought, <laughs> So I'm gonna call him by his first name. <laughs> Not that he'll ever listen, but if he ever does, you know, we're yeah. Uh, Rich wrote this. He said, um, "Quan, uh, he started showing some power in 2021 after adding loft to his swing. If he can hit for average power with his contact and on base skills, he could be a full time regular and answer uh, for Cleveland's center fi- uh, field." Uh, he goes on to say last year after his promotion to AAA in early September, he just kept hitting and hitting with power. If this is indeed the new baseline, then his ceiling moves from an extra bat to a potentially a full-time regular. Man, I'm just like, ah, so mad. This is one of those where I should have done my homework more, uh, because he was there to, he was there to be had and there's no way I'm getting him now. Uh, Stephen Kwan again, probably, you know, had I, had I had pieces like Stephen Kwan, 
uh, I wouldn't have had to make that trade with uh, for bets. Uh, but uh, if you got him, you're lucky. Well done. Well played. Uh, number four. Number four is Noah Syndergaard. And I don't know whether number four, if this should be like how we should think about this. Are we are we feeling good about this one or are we still nervous? Uh, it depends on, I mean, I could talk myself into both. Uh, his first start, I think it was, was it, I think it was with the Dodgers. Uh, five and a third innings pitched, zero on runs so far. We're, that sounded great, right? Yeah, that's really good. Uh, until you read only one K. So, I mean, he was, everything was, was getting hit and in play. Uh, his velocity was still down 94, 95. Uh, that is not what it used to be right and and so one of the questions is this just him coming back from tommy john still i mean he's 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 a ways removed from that surgery now is this just uh not a really long spring training and the velocity is still coming back I mean, he is throwing the slider which the talk coming out of the end of last year was that he wasn't allowed to throw the slider at least for the mets so but but is it looking good there's there's some some conversation around that uh, I have him in a league. I've sent out some offers uh, even this morning, seeing if I can flip him. Um, uh, so we'll see. I'll let you know about that uh, if I'm able to flip him. I don't want to say where, just in case uh, one of my league mates uh, takes a takes a listen. But but who knows? Who knows? It's worth watching. Number three, a guy that's definitely worth watching, uh, and I'm a huge fan of as a Mariner fan. Uh, uh, my boy Logan Gilbert. Five innings pitched, one earned run, seven Ks, fifteen whiffs. Uh, my sense is, and I, I was, I was Saturday was a really busy day, like sermon and moving stuff and all that, so I didn't get to watch the beginning. So if I'm wrong, uh, call me out on it. But my sense is he started a bit wild. Uh, but they were talking on the broadcast that there was a mound visit, and and after the mound visit, he got it dialed in, and and he, yeah, it's really good. Really, really good. Uh, that fastball, especially, was looking uh, pretty. And he, you know, this is this this is the talk of, of is he going to make the jump this year? And uh, boy, for for my hometown team, I sure love for this to be the year he makes the jump. Uh, it was an interesting little scene uh, after he was done pitching after the fifth inning, where uh, Scott Service was pulling him aside and just just seemed to be talking him up. And uh, you got to love the talent. Gotta love it. He's Logan Gilbert, looking really good. Number two, two left uh, for the top ten, the list. Uh, number two, Chris Bassett, uh, just one of those underrated pitchers. Uh, he went six innings pitched, zero in runs, eight Ks, uh, and and man, looking good. And and the Mets gotta be loving that, especially with uh, the Degrom news. If they can kind of keep things afloat uh, and and get him back, fingers crossed. Uh, through the slider, twenty five percent of the time, and. Uh, just looking good, looking the part, looking and and he's been that way. I think would this be if he if he continues? I think this would be year number three, where he's just kind of been one of those under underrated SP pitchers uh, that is going to provide a ton of value for your fantasy team. Number one, the name that has to be like I don't I don't I mean can could can any of those be number one? I don't think so. I think it has to be Byron Buxton. Byron Bucks. I got a trade offer. What was the trade offer? Uh, from a friend, one of my long-term friends. In fact, the guy that uh, originally got me into fantasy baseball prior to the season, he sent me an offer for Buxton, and it was, it was, uh, 
It was the swing and miss home run guy for the Brewers. I don't even know. I've never rostered him. Just not interested. Uh, low OBP guy, but hits a ton of home runs. One of that outfielder, you'll probably name him, and I, I can't think of him. And Cal Quantrill for Buxton, and uh, I had to laugh it off. And uh, But, dang, two for five yesterday, two home runs. So far, leading the major leagues with three home runs on the season. And I know, right? This is this. It's the same old talk. He's is this the year he stays healthy? Knock, knock on wood. Um, because if he does, oh man, he. I mean, he could be the best player in the game. Uh, I, I didn't realize this. I saw it on the stats. I think on pitcher list this morning that he played sixty-one games last year and had nineteen home runs. Uh, it just dude's crazy good. And and so the question is. Uh, is he going to stay healthy? And uh, for those who have shares, uh, <laughs> you're saying your Hail Marys. Uh, go to church on Easter and uh, light a candle uh, for, for uh, Byron Buxton. I know I know, I will be. Uh, quick look at the bullpen. Uh, th- there's just a ton. I mean, uh, on Sunday, uh, I, think we got, I think we got the answer on the Reds' uh, closer gig. Art Warren got the save. Uh, which lines up with what we said on the Friday episode that that uh, he just that, that save opportunity that he didn't get was was likely because it it had not been a, a save opportunity and and became one late in the game. Uh, you got your kind of your go to ace closers. Uh, Hater got a save. Presley got a save. Um, interesting note that Deekman in Boston got the save over Barnes. That is worth paying attention to. Um, Dominic Leone. Got a save uh, for San Fran. McGee, McGee had pitched uh, two days straight, but you, I, that just seems to be a bullpen where nobody knows. Uh, Ty Blatch got a save, but don't go spending any money on him on the waiver wire. Uh, <laughs> he got the save because my boy Julio Urias was awful. Awful. Uh, I need him to not be awful. I need him to be an ace, but he was awful, and uh, the they had a massive lead, and so uh, he got the save because he pitched four innings. So... Uh, at a boy, that's likely Blatch's last save of the year. On Saturday, Andrew Kitchers got the save, which when I first saw the box score made me really happy. Got him in a couple uh, like draft and hold leagues, but a um, little less happy when happy when I looked into it and uh, saw that he uh, he was not the reliever that they brought in to to the most kind of high leverage moment of the game. So it's the Rays. We knew it. I knew it. I, why should I be surprised? Uh, Aaron Bummer got a save. Who knew? Uh, and these are some of the names that I don't. I, I probably should go look up just the logistics of what's going on. Uh, I don't have full answers. Diego Castillo got the save for the Mariners, which is not uh, not what I wanted to see. I am a Seawald guy, and and really would like to see him I get the majority of the looks in the the ninth inning or save for opportunities. But so far, it's been Steckenrider and Castillo. Jordan Romano he got a save Friday and Saturday. He's just really really good. Um, we like him a lot. Uh, Earldis Chapman got the save. Uh, Bender got the save. Corey Knebel got the save, but didn't had some, you know, had, I think he gave up a hit, gave, uh, gave up a walk. There was just, you know, it looked, uh, it's worth watching. Uh, Will Smith got the save, but that, my understanding is that's because Kenley Jansen uh, worked a ton and, and threw, I think, 30 pitches uh, the day before. Daniel Bard got the save. I dropped Alex Colomay in a league because apparently he is not going to be the closer. Uh, Taylor Rogers got the save. I think he got two saves this weekend. Rossio Iglesias got a save as well. Um, Friday, Brooks Raley, who I didn't even know was a thing, got a save. Kimber got a save. Again, Stecken Ryder Romano and, and Taylor Rogers, uh, I mentioned those, got saves. Um, yeah, the bullpens are happening and uh, we'll, we'll keep watching. 
that's that's been the weekend really i mean there's there's so much it's hard to come off of a weekend probably should do a top 20 uh we didn't even mention verlander who who came back velocity looks good merrill kelly whose chain new look change up looks like a thing uh kluber kopek sean Manaya, um shano mcclanahan 13 whiffs was a thing um yeah a weekend cabrian hayes came back from injury that looked good um there was plenty of bad i mentioned urias brewers pitching uh yeah it was it was fun. It was baseball. It was a weekend. Uh, I I thoroughly enjoyed. Yesterday, I got done with the sermon, and and a few of us from church went out to eat and uh, got done with the day. And it was just fun to to spend the evening looking up baseball stuff. And uh, I forgot I forgot what that feels like to sit on the couch on a Sunday evening after a long day, kids in bed, working on the the fab, working on uh, just catching up with all the going ons uh, for the weekend. Um, looking if you if you followed all the storylines of this weekend looking at all the pitchers whose velocity was down and like having panic attacks of okay is the velocity down what does that mean is 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 that as it age is it an injury or is it just that there was a lockout and ramp up time was short um i'm guessing it was just a short spring training but we'll keep paying attention Woo! that was a mouthful and it is time now for me to go see uh, Sonic the Hedgehog number two. Uh, thanks for joining us on this Monday edition of the Roto Pastor Podcast. I'm Sean. Uh, we'll be back Wednesday uh, with the midweek edition. Uh, grace, peace, and uh, we'll we'll talk soon. <laughs>